Not Just Boxing are here to announce our proud sponsors, ETS. Yep, Eco Technology Solutions, specialising in the repair of laptops, tablets, mobile phones. They're, they're help businesses and consumers in the southeast. So if you use the code FIX with Not Just Boxing, you'll get 25% off. The link is in the description. Go check it out. Hello, everyone. Welcome to podcast number 13. Uh, we've got a very special guest here today, Mr. Ian Weaver, former GB uh, athlete, competing in the amateurs for GB. Uh, Ian, how are we doing, my man? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. How are you about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing good, thank good. you, mate. It's good to see you again. It's been a long time. It Obviously, met Ashley today yeah. as well. Nice to meet you, mate. Um, so, yeah. so, what have you been up to, mate? What's been going on? I've just got my uh, professional coaching license, and I'm down the iBox gym uh, in Bromley with the boys down there. So, I'm I'm now trying the other side of the ring, teaching. Yeah. So, um, had a few years out, um, but yeah, I'm back back helping the lads what, what, out. What were you doing when you were up? Just working and, and being a family man. Yeah. Got Mrs. Little girl. Got another little baby on the way. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I was just doing stuff that I couldn't do when I was boxing. Yeah. I think so I saw a post of you, out. actually, before you were at the dance, weren't you? Taking your little girl to, to dance? Or yeah, my little girl's... Um, she, she's in a performing arts um, school. She's only four. Um, but she's doing it this weekend. And all week she's been doing that. She's had her first show, her second show in Bournemouth in the pavilion. She's got a dance show. She, she's been there from half two in to 11 o'clock at night doing two shows a day oh, yeah, she's yeah. only four but yeah but she's doing really well is it's all different um so this is I've got, it's the greatest legend so she does tap ballet she does everything which and hopefully she's going to get in the acro squad but um yeah so i just wanted to get her in something because i know what it was like getting insight when you're young to give you discipline mm. and when they're growing up discipline training it just gives them something to think about so going back to you, what you said discipline at a young age, what age did you start boxing? I started in the gym at five, but um, my granddad had his own amateur boxing gym. My dad was a boxer, um, though I was always watching the boxing, the boxing was on, or we'd be going to boxing shows, but I went to, first started training at five. Were they your earliest memories, boxing? Yeah, my earliest, like, all my dad trained twice a week from when I was a baby till, well, till I was like 14, 15. Um, so I was always with him going to the gym, punching the bottom of the bags. You know, they've still got videos of me from a baby of all the stuff on. Just big gloves up yeah, to big you. gloves, protector. I always had to have everything on, <laughs> punching the bottom of the bag. Yeah, they, they, they've got the videos. So yeah, I had fond memories of when I was a kid. And when did you start competing? I had my first fight at 11. Um, they was changing it from time to time, 10, then it was 11. Um, but they changed it to 10 and I had my first fight at, when I was 11. How'd that go? Yeah, I won. Yeah, I won it. Um, I think I went to Ryslip uh, in London. Box. I think it was Tommy Stokes, my first fight. Mm. Uh, I think he had one, one fight and won it. Um, I was light, I was really small. So I used to weigh in with my protector <laughs> and my dad used to put um, lead in my protector. So I was yeah, yeah. a, a bit heavier to get fights. <laughs> what weight was that then with all I, that on? I think I weighed like 28 kilos. <laughs> wow. I was small. I was only short, short. But um, yeah, I, I struggled to get fights. And when I boxed, I boxed in Portsmouth on my first fight against the local lad, Robbie Matthews. Did the same there, had the protector put a bit of uh, lead in there to get me. So when did you... I got it. Robbie's my boy. Yeah. Robbie's my boy. So how'd you get out against Robbie? How I did I go? I beat Robbie. No yeah, way. I beat Robbie. Yeah, I beat him in the money fields. Um, I want to give him some stick on yeah, this now. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've seen him, um, when I, I sparred him a few years on when he came up on the GB squad, yeah. when he came up for sparring. But yeah, he, he's a good lad, Robbie. He's done well in the end. He did. He did, he did he get, yeah. I think he, got, he beat Martin Stead, didn't he? Yeah he, did, yeah, he did really um, well. And some of the army boys when he went in the navy, I think yeah. they gave him the chance to train full time, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. And how about yourself? Like, you, what club did you start? At? Was I it your granddad's club? No, I started at uh, Lawrence Amateur Boxing Gym in Limington. Okay. That's where I had my first fourteen fights for them, and then I moved across to Stuart Gill and Golden Ring. How did that transition happen? Um, I boxed uh, a kid from Golden Ring uh, on my thirteenth fight on the Golden Ring show, and. Um, he beat me, but he it was it was a, I got robbed, and, and I don't normally so say was that. Was Stewie Connor doing the doing Stewie's the? Uh... in the opposite corner. Oh, okay, I thought you and he the said he said that like, he was shaking, shaking. No, you, you definitely you didn't lose that fight. And um, I had a little chat with him. And the gym I was at, at Limington, they didn't have anyone my weight, so sparring was I was I was sparring big kids. And he said, look, we've got loads of lads down that gym. Why don't you come down for some sparring? And I did. I went down to the old gym, I'm um, done some sparring, and I, I fell in love with it. So. Where was the old gym? Was it, it was in Southampton, wasn't it? Where yeah, was... just out in Shirley. Was it in Shirley? Yeah, a little gym down there, and they had some fantastic boxers there. You know, Tony Hill, Danny Kent, James Richardson, they're all fighting for England. You know, it's the main club to be around here. There was Petrucian champions, so I moved there. First year I was there, I think I got to the schoolboy final, won the British uh, Four Nations, and started fighting for England. So, fourteen, I had my first fight for England. Um, and then won my first national title at 14. Wow, at what yeah. weight? I think it was 40 kilos. Wow. Yeah, 40 kilos. Yeah, it's good. I'm not going to ask you what you are now, mate. So. I'm, I'm about 86 <laughs> kilos, I think. Uh, my last fight, I was at 63. And How long then, ago was that? Was that? 2019. And that was in, obviously, the in, in Texas, yeah, in America. Amazing. So did you travel a lot when you was at uh, Golden Ring? Did you travel a lot for Spyro, or did you just stay there until you sort of um, went on to From the, the age squad? of 14 to 17, uh, I travelled, my dad used to take me around travelling quite a bit to different gyms in London and we'd go everywhere travelling for sparring. But we had quite a good few good kids in our gym. Um, a lot of people would come down to us and then I got on the GB squad when I just turned 18 and that was it from there. I was on the GB squad in Sheffield from 18 to 22, like four days a week up there and we had the best sparring. So. And your main coach is Rob, you said? Uh, Rob McCracken was, um, when I first got on the squad, it was the development, which was Jim Davison. Um, then Kelvin Travers was the main GB coach then at the time. And then in, in the time I was there, Kelvin left and Rob took over. What, what age was that? When did you, what age did you get into the GB squad? You said 18, Just what year was 18, that? Uh, 2008. 2008, yeah. okay. So you, you had some good talent. You had James DeGale, who just came from the Olympics. Yeah. Take it. He won gold that year. Yeah, just as, um, obviously, it was in, like towards the end of 2008, I got my GB a trial just after the Olympics. So as I got on, the boys from the Olympics had just left. I think David Price was still there training. Um, Cal Yaffi was still there. But a lot of them were just turned over. Just so, like so which ones did you come through in, in the GB? You obviously had yourself. Was it Luke Campbell? Luke Campbell, um, Andrew Selby. Cal Yafai, um, Tom Stalker, Charlie Edwards, Callum Smith, um, Anti Gogo, Anti Joshua. There was loads of, like, I think 2012 team was a really good list. Like, I think a lot of them have gone on to win world titles. Mm. So, yeah, Joe Cordina, I, I think he's on the verge of fighting for a world title. You know, so Josh Taylor. So, there was loads of us. 
So how did you try out? Obviously, you said they trialled you. Did yeah. you just box some of like the best guys in England and they they come along? Or well, no, you've got to win certain. Yeah, yeah. You got to win certain like titles. So in two thousand and six, mm -hmm. I won the junior ABAs. Two thousand and seven, I won the junior ABAs and the British. Um, I was boxing for England quite a bit. So there's two types: there's GB and there's England. I was on the England squad, travelling the world fighting. Um, I won the Commonwealth Youth Games, the, G, um, the junior ABAs, and the uh, four nations in the same year, 2008, and I got an invitation to go for GB trials, the senior GB trials. Um, I was still a junior at that side. I was, I was still, I was like 17, just turned 18, and um, you've got to go to Sheffield for on a Thursday till Sunday. Um, Do they sort you out? Yeah, you? they put you up for everything, sort your food out, your accommodation, but you know you're up at seven in the morning for your runs. And your strength and conditioning, and then your sparring, and they just put you through different processes to see what you're like, what your abilities are, what you're not so good at, um, and then they whittle it down. So there's a few of us there. I think there was four or five of us at 57 kilos when we went for the trials first one. Then you get a call back for the, another trial, and then then you get the final letter if, if you made a cut. And I think I think I was the only 57 kilo that got a spot. So, which is pretty good. Was it Luke Campbell in that? Your no, Luke, or did he Luke come was later? at 54. Was he was at already 54? on the squad. Yeah, he was the number one at 54. And I, it was at 57 then I was. He must be massive. Yeah, but he used to make 54 quite comfortably. So it was when the weights changed, that's when he had to come up to 56. Because yeah. so, he did go to 57 in, um, I think, 2010, early 2010, when the weights changed. He made a jump up to 57. He didn't do great at 57 at the start. Like it was a big, quite a big jump for him. Um, but then he, he got into 56 kilos and he filled out, and, he filled out and he achieved a lot. Mm. He definitely did. And I, I couldn't make the 56, so I moved up from 50 when it went to 56. I done one tournament at 56, thinking, and I thought I can't do it. I hey, hey, what what was the difference between was it uh, to us to the normal? It's just one kilo. kilo yeah. But I know how much difference yeah. that kills. What did it take out of you that one oh, kilo? It killed me. Uh, in 2010, I went to, I think I went to five tournaments at 57 kilograms. Um, I think I ended up having like 23 fights that year, and then the last tournament was at 56. But I was walking around from from 2007 to 2010. I was 57 kilos. Mm. So I was walking around like 62 kilos, getting it down to 57, and I made it okay. But that last kilo, two pound, that just killed me. Like literally, I had nothing. And it's like me making it. It was then when you you win, mm -hmm. and you got away in the next day, and you win again, and you got away in the next day. So making it four or five times in the week, it just I couldn't perform at it. It just it just took it it took it out of me. Yeah, completely. And well, who was your main sparring back then? Well, I was at the 57. We all mixed in, so I'd sparred 54s and the 60s and the 64s. So I was sparring Andrew Selby, Gamal Yafai, Cal Yafai, Luke Campbell, uh, Joe Cordina, uh, Josh, Josh Taylor with 60 kilograms, mm. Ma Martin J. Ward, Luke Campbell, it was Tom Stalker. You know, there was a there was a good bunch of us. Yeah, solid. Yeah, really and good. What uh, Olympic uh, Commonwealth Games did you go to? In went India? to 2008 Youth Games and 2010. Uh, just to, uh, before we get on to that, I, I'm quite intrigued. Like, who was it out of all that bunch that yeah. you sparred, that you trained with? Who was the hardest trainer in the gym during that time? Well, hardest worker. Yeah. Hardest trainer, hardest worker. Yeah. I'd say Anthony Gogo. Oh really? Yeah, Anthony Gogo. You know, he he would uh, he would always do extra, and yeah, he he, he lived the life. 
he's got quite a sad story, isn't he? Of injuries. Yeah, but, yeah, I think yeah, he had injuries, and he's wrestling now. Is he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's in the wrestling. AWE, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he's a wrestler no, now. I saw that. But yeah, he, he used to work hard, like, and he'd lived a life. And, he's naturally athletic. Yeah, yeah, he's just, he just lived a life, and he did everything right, and he, you know, he went on to an Olympic bronze. So he did wow. well. And it, who was the most talented in the gym? Andrew Selby, on the Olympic squad. Is it was he the he was the younger, fifty two or fifty four kilo? Bro? He was the fifty four, and then it went to fifty two. So he he was Andrew Selby was unreal, probably one of the naturally gifted, and he didn't know how good he was himself. He just got in the ring and done. It just come naturally to him, but he was fantastic. And um, I seen his brother Lee last night. He retired as well now. He's just retired, yeah. yeah. But I think he's one of the wasted talents because I think Andrew Shelby could have gone on and won multiple world titles. He, he, he never, he never lived up to his potential. In the 2010, he lost out to was it Amir Khan's brother? He lost yeah, that to didn't he? Yeah, Haroon. Haroon. And then he went pro, and I'm not. Yeah. Sure, I, he didn't do well. I don't think he did that well in the pro. I, I think believe. he won a British title like quicker than anyone. Okay. Um, I think you know, he, he just didn't. He just had a few things going on. I think his, the passing of his mum messed him up a little bit. Um. But I think the GB squad, when you're on the GB, he was on the GB squad for so many years. I think he got on the same year I got on, which was in 2008, and he was there till like 2016. Mm -hmm. And they do everything, everything's there done for you. you. Tell you what time you've got to be training, what to eat, what time you're, you're sparring. So everything's done. Your clothes are sorted, like they give you boots, gloves, everything's done. You get told what to do, when to do it, what you're doing. So when you leave the squad, it's a big difference because everything's on you. You have to do it. And if you haven't got the, not the wheel, but if you haven't got anybody there telling you what to do and what not to do, it's pretty hard. And I think mm. he struggled with it a little bit because he got down in Wales. He he was out of his mates. Um, but it's just it's just a waste of time. I still speak to him. He's one of my best mates on the squad. Um, but he's probably the most gifted kid that I've ever trained with. And mm. I've been everywhere. I've trained with a lot of good kids. And yeah, he was naturally just gifted. It must have been tough at that age as well, because obviously when you're dedicating your life to the sport yeah. and all your mates are out drinking and yeah. they're all having like fun in their eyes, even though the bigger picture for you guys is so sweet because yeah. you've got such good talent, at that time as a kid, it must be hard to see past the day sometimes. Yeah, it is. Um, I didn't know any different Like from a young age. My dad was, my mum and dad were quite strict on me. I, I, I went out with like going out from a young age. Um, I, I trained. My dad had a boxing ring business, and he he done all he videoed all the amateur boxing um shows. So if I wasn't training or fighting, I'd be at the boxing shows with them, putting up the boxing rings and <laughs> watching the boxing. So I was always around boxing. And when I got on a GB squad, I was up in Sheffield from Monday to Thursday, come home, train, and just chill out the weekend. So I never really went out like drinking and that's such good mates. discipline yeah. Like, yeah. yeah for your parents to do that yeah. for you I know yeah, definitely some and that's, people want that and that's what I want to do my my little girl and I've got another one on the way um my little girl's in dancing she's only four but she you knows she dances every Saturday and Sunday 10 till 2 this week she's done a second dance show um all week from Monday till Saturday she's been in there at 12 she finishes at 11 o'clock she's four years old so um I just want to get her in something get her in a discipline so and staying off the streets and mm -hmm. getting up just no good yeah and just having friends at that age around yeah. the right minded people yeah. and when they're around like because everyone i my mates were boxing people so mm. they wouldn't be doing nothing like silly or going out drinking so it's just who you hang around with as well i think so for the commonwealth games what what was the training like leading up to it obviously you beat the indian superstar yeah oh, who'd you beat uh, akil kuma i went to two i went to the commonwealth youth games um 
I beat the world champion from India. Um, I was. Was that in India? It was in India. Yeah. So. Test one there, wasn't it? Yeah. You do a test junior one there. Yeah. And just... I done. Yeah, I've done the Commonwealth Youth Games as in the two thousand eight, which is for the under nineteens. Um, I boxed the Indian in for a medal, and I was four points down going into the last round. I thought no in India. In India, wow. I thought no chance I'm winning this. In the last round, I think it was ten six. And I ended up winning sixteen ten. Like I dropped him in the last round. I won the last round ten 0 But he went on. He won. The, he was the world world youth games champion, and I think it was the youth Olympic champion. And he went on to win a world bronze medal and uh, Olympic medal, I think, as well. And he's out in America now. He's a prospect of top rank. So, what's his been, record in the pros? I think he's three and zero. I think his name is Vikas Krishnan or something. His yes, name is. Vikas, yes. Yeah, a really good kid. I think he's well away or he's got. Oh, he's gone up. Yeah, he's gone up quite a bit. And then I went to the test event in the Commonwealth in India in 2010, which was the Commonwealth Federations. Uh, I beat Akil Kumar, which was the Olympian um, and the former Commonwealth Games gold medalist. And I beat Bruno Julie, who was the Olympic Games bronze medalist and had beaten Luke Campbell previously to this fight I had with him. I beat him as well, and then I beat um, the kid that went on to win the, the uh, Commonwealth Games in the proper Commonwealth. Oh, so, so you won the test that you won I the won test? I won the test and the youth, so. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so I went to India three times for three different How did you find India? How did you find the culture and stuff over there? Oh, did <laughs> you get that I did. <laughs> did I you have it before you were fighting? No, I stayed in the that. village because uh, I was dieting and making weight. I didn't eat anything out. But after the Commonwealth Youth Games, they went, right, we go out for a meal. Like, we show you, you haven't been out of the village, we go out. I've got a taxi, frightened me to death in the taxi. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like the, the first time. Oh, my God, like, if you haven't got a horn or something, I don't think you can go out of India. But um, we went to, I don't know where, went to some restaurant, and as soon as we ate it, like, we were flying home the next day, and I think everyone on the squad had bad belly, like, yeah. really bad on the plane. It, yeah, it wouldn't be for me. And then I went back again. Um, yeah, it's different out there. If it, it's like it's very, The rich are very rich, and the poor are very poor. Like, mm. it's, there's no in-between out there. Yeah. But... um. Thank yeah, God that you didn't get it during yeah, the I know. competition. I know. But um, it's definitely different out there. A lot the, of people the, the love it. The horn scared me, yeah. though. When, yeah. when I first went to India, uh, I just get in a car, and they, they get right up to it, don't they? Yeah. And then they go, beep, beep. Like, yeah, the dangerous. The taxi they drive out there is dangerous. It's mad. Yeah, it is. It's mad. And the roads are not like our roads. Like, they're dangerous nah. roads. They're about 20, 25 years behind us in terms yeah. of that. You've got every monkey running around. You've got balls sitting on the side of the street it's madness when i was in sri lanka we're just going over a bridge and there was just a wild elephant yeah. crossing the road it's madness just, it's yeah. a wild elephant yeah. Yeah. and you're just like what yeah like, that, that could kill you so yeah. easily yeah we i think when the, the commonwealth games when we went to the village the second the third time i think there was rattlesnakes everywhere there was what? monkeys going oh, it's crazy yeah it was crazy working on your footwork yeah, yeah it's crazy <laughs> you see monkeys running around the village it's like yeah, it's stealing madness. your wallet and stuff yeah, like that madness, all stuff going. Yeah. well you must have traveled the world with with england didn't you uh, yeah from the age of like what was it i thought first fought for england when i was 14. i've been everywhere have you? yeah everywhere like especially with the gb squad as well we're literally everywhere all my fights were abroad towards from 2008 to 2012 I didn't have a fight in England. It was all for like GB. You must have some crazy stories going abroad with the boys, right? Yeah, it's mental. But to be fair, I never really got to like. If you get beat in the tournament, then you can go out a little bit and explore. But yeah. like, I think I went to twelve tournaments, and I think I, I won 
10 medals and I think I was in the final of like 10 of them so I was always fighting up to like the very last day yeah. so I didn't go out much at yeah, all to be it, fair no, I it. missed out on that yeah. what's the craziest story you experienced abroad um craziest story I was always a good boy to be fair yeah. so I, I don't... do you know what I remember going to Golden Ring yeah and I did a training session with Stewie Gill yeah. and he was telling me Terry you know you're boxing three four times a year Look at Ian Weaver. Yeah. He's boxed, you were boxing 12, 13, 14 times yeah. a year. I think I went to, in 2010, I went to Commonwealth Feds and I had three fights in four days. I went to Turkey, I had four fights in four days. I went to Russia and I had five fights in six days. You know, I was fighting like four or five times a week. Yeah. What mental. was the most hostile atmosphere? India. India. Yeah, the first time, 2008, when I was boxing the Indian. Um, yeah, they was booing me. Like, uh, uh, yeah, they they didn't like us. And obviously, Tommy Stubbs and a couple of the other lads on the squad, they were like giving it to the Indians. But there was thousands of them, like booing, throwing things. Like, but yeah, and especially when I beat him, they weren't happy. Definitely wasn't happy. But must have felt good though. Yeah, the most hostile crowd. Yeah, yeah you got the win. I didn't. It never used to bother me to be fair. Because when you're in the ring, listen, it's just me and him. So I didn't pay much attention, but when I got out, they was booing. And... How was he? Was he nervous? Did you notice any nerves in him when he was in the ring, or was he was he quite calm? He was, was quite confident. Was he quite confident? Yeah, he was quite confident. Yeah, he was a confident kid because I think he he's been he was been about a bit. He had a lot more experience than what I did. I was only eighteen, um, okay. and he went to like. How I old was he? I think he was eighteen as well, but he'd been like boxing for India. Like in the, I think he went to the World Championships. I think he went to the Olympic Youths. So he'd been to a few big tournaments. That was like my one of the first major competitions I went to for. Like, How did you handle yourself in there, like beforehand? Like, did you feel was the nerves different because it was such a um, big event? Or I was quite excited to be fair. Um, I thought I needed to because I got the GB trial letter through before I went to the Commonwealth League Youth. So I thought I have to medal, get a gold here, and then I'm definitely going to get on the squad. So I didn't used to. Um, fold under pressure so I used to deal with it quite well and I did I, I think the first kid I knocked out in the first round I beat the Indian 16-10 and then I beat uh, Paul Highland Jr from Northern Ireland 16-3 and then I beat the lad in the final 16-1 so wow. I had a good tournament to be fair yeah, wow, that's, really that's a yeah. landslide in yeah it was yeah it was a good it was a good tournament but 2008 was quite a good year I had a good year and what was your dieting like obviously was you always on weight eating um yeah, in between, I used to make 57 kilos, like, okay, when I was, like, in 2008. So, I, originally, 2007, um, 2007, it was the first year of my junior ABAs, and there was a kid going in it called Danny Phillips, and he won everything, like, he was the kid, like, no one could beat. And I was struggling to get to 54, but I was too small for 57. And I remember my dad said to me, you ain't doing 57, because the kid's too good for you. I went, and Stuart Gill said the same thing. I went, you know what? I'm going at 57 kilo, and I'll see how good he is. So I went, and I was quite fat. I went, not fat, but I went, I shouldn't have been 57 kilograms. Mm. I got to the final, and I was fighting Danny Phillips. And I thought, I mean, this is going to be a hard fight, because they told me it's going to be a hard fight. And yet I beat him 9-8. It was a hell of a fight, 2007. And I started fighting for England 
but the England coach always said to me, you're too small for 57 kilos, you shouldn't be 57. I said, well, I'm the number one, so I'm going to stay at this weight. I'm not killing myself to get down to 54. Did they you know? not try and think of doing a bit of strength conditioning to build you into the weight instead? I, mean, I don't think it was big, was no, it? Was when, no, and when you were fighting for England, you'd just get a call up, you'd go and do an England camp, and then you'd fly out and fight. But with the GB squad, it was a little bit different when you was there. They had you under the control, like they'd feed you the right foods, put you right through the strength and conditioning, right? They, they, it was a bit different from the England team. So I started to screw into the weight from 2007 and stayed at 57. Um, but I used to live the life, to be fair. I used to eat healthy. Um, I didn't used to blow up. And where I was always fighting, the weight was always staying off me anyway. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't much of a gap. What was, um, I was going to say, uh, you've got to say about the, your food and stuff in GB, so yeah. they sorted all that stuff out. Everything was sorted, yeah. When we got there on a Monday, they had a box. I think it was, um, who was it? I'm not sure what the company was called, but the box for food was there. Like meal prep, is Meal it? prep, Just... all done. All you got to do is put it in the microwave, done, like food, perfect for you. Um, a lot of the boys, they'd still go out to Nando's and <laughs> cinema and, and eat different stuff, but we was training hard. and But yeah, it was all done. Everything was done for us, so it was good. That's so good because obviously, like for a lot of people that don't have that as a no. luxury, yeah, a lot of your day-to-day -day life, you're trying to deal with all those basic problems, yeah. whereas you, you've got everything laid out. And that's what's on a GB, so everything's done for you, so it's good in a way. But when you leave it, then it's a, it's a shot. Like if you get a hand injury or a little injury on the squad, you got physio there straight away to take you straight to the hospital or get you an operation if you needed it or to just sort the injury out. But did you have many injuries? No, I I done six weeks. No, 10 weeks before the Commonwealth Games, I was sparring Tom Stalker and I went over on my ankle and I tore three main ligaments in my ankle. So that was the only biggest injury I had, to be fair. How long did it take to recover from that? A couple of weeks and then I was straight in. It was me or Luke Campbell getting chosen for the Commonwealth and I thought, to be fair, I'm injured. I'm not going to be able to go. But they still picked me as the number one, sent me to the Commonwealth. You know, I've done a lot of the training in the pool, in the hydro pool and, and squad. So they've done like, They'd done everything for me, got me back up and ready. And, you know, I probably could have been a little bit in better shape going to the Commonwealth because, you know, with the ankle, I didn't do what I would normally do before a tournament. But, you know, it is right. It's I, part I, of life, though, yeah. isn't it? How come you didn't go to the main Commonwealth Games? I did. Oh, you did go I to did, the main Commonwealth I did. How did you get on in that I one? I got to, I stopped the first kid and then I, I drew the Akil Kuma, the kid that I beat in the feds for um, a medal. And it was getting hyped up out there, like because I've already beaten him. He's a blue-eyed boy out there, and you know what? I beat him fair and square, and they give it to the kit. They give it to Kuma. Was um, that in India again? In India again, and I've seen that oh, they. One of the lads said I hit him, and the point went up for him. And I went ballistic <laughs> no after. I went ballistic, and said like, you need to try because you can. Um, when you lose a fight, you can. Uh, Appeal it. Appeal it. And I said, can we appeal it? And he goes, there's no chance we're going to get the appeal in here because you fought, you fought in India in India. There's no way. Mm. And, you know, that was... I think that was one of the... No, one of the two tournaments I never meddled in. So I was pretty disappointed. I went to three Commonwealths and I won two golds and that one I got done in. So did you take... Obviously, Luke Campbell was around that time. Did you take his place? At, I took his place at the Commonwealths, yeah. He didn't right. go. Did you both compete? Did you have a box-off or something? Or was it... Not for the comp, no, because I was at 57 at the time, so I was number 157, he just moved up. He just moved up. That was the first tournament I went, I'd done at 56, mm. uh, and 
I didn't want to do any more after that. Just before I go forward, just something that's come in my mind. Is, do you remember that boy that you beat, who you said was number one at 57? What yeah, was his name? Danny Phillips. What club was he from? South Bank in South Bank. Newcastle. And what did you say to your dad and Stewie Gill after you won that fight? Told you. Is that what you said? He just told you. And Stewie said, I only said that because I wanted you to train hard and do this, but... Um, he was a really good kid and he, he got on the GB squad and he won the Commonwealth Youth Games. Like he, he moved up after that, so he was the number one like 60, won everything after we fought. He went to the Commonwealth Youth Games and won a gold medal. He got on the GB squad as well, the way above me. Did he? Yeah, so like, he was a really good kid. Is he but, still? Did he box pro? Did he do no, I think he, I think he had something wrong with his medical when he turned pro, so he couldn't fight as well. It's a lot of talent. Well, obviously, it's a good thing. Yeah. But it's a lot of talent yeah. that can be lost through that. Definitely, yeah. So, what happened coming up to the 2012 Olympics yeah. with yourself? Um, obviously, such a good background. Yeah, uh, in 2010, obviously, the weight changed because the, the girls were introduced to the boxing. Um, so, they changed the weight. So, my weight got cut. So, I moved up to 60. And obviously, for two years before the Olympics, it's not ideal because there's already a number one at 60. So, I moved up and. It was between me and Martin J. Ward, so first qualifiers he went to, which I knew he was going to go to, they said to me, we went in a meeting, they said, look, we're sending Martin to the first qualifiers, he's the number one. If he doesn't qualify, we'll be sending you to the next one. So I said, perfect, they said, just keep winning. So I went to four tournaments at 60 kilograms and I won four medals. I went to Ukraine and won a silver, I got beat off the Ukraine in the final by a point. I went to Hungary. Got beat off a Hungarian in the final by one point. I went to Bulgaria, got beat off a Bulgarian in the final by one point. That's like, this is crazy. But um, what do you think of the point scoring system? Because it's all changed it, now, isn't it? It's all changed now, yeah. Um, the computer scoring was good. Just when you're fighting the home fighters, it can be a little bit biased. Because mm -hmm. um, you'd expect it to be less biased when you can see the points, especially if you're watching on telly yeah. with point scoring. I think it's fair and square when you see like clear yeah, shots. When they come back to the corner, that's when they used to give you the scores. Like mm -hmm. when you sit down, they they show tell the scores, but um, in the twenty twelve, like after that tournament, I beat. I went to Bulgaria. I boxed Joe Caldina. Beat Joe Caldina. I beat uh, the world bronze medalist. I beat the Russian that you know that died in America and the professional Maximus. I think it was second name. He died in the pro fight. No, yeah, last a couple of years ago, um, he was the world silver medalist in the youth. Russian. I beat him. So I had a really good tournament, so I was quite confident I was going to go to the second qualifiers. Mm. Was that all at 60 as well? All at 60, yeah. So I was quite confident. They already told me previous, if Martin doesn't qualify, we'll send you. Um, so Martin went in to, to get told if he was going or not, which I knew he wasn't going to go because he, he, he'd been in and he failed. And he went out, he came out and went the other way, he didn't say anything, so I thought he obviously hasn't been chosen. So when I went, sat in, they went, oh, we're not going to send you. And I went, so who are you going to send? They said, uh, Sam Maxwell. Hmm. And to be fair, I was a bit shocked and disappointed, to be fair, because Sam was a big 60 kilo lad. he only been on the squad previously, like three or four months. Um, and they did say to me, like, you haven't been at the weight long enough. Like, we don't think we need you need to grow into the weight a little bit more. So we're going to send Sam. But I've, I've been to four tournaments, medals hmm. in four tournaments. Um, so How it was, did Sam do? He got beat. Yeah. He lost. Yeah, he lost. Um, Josh Taylor went as well. He he qualified. So um, it was a bit of a sick in there, to be fair. So when I think about the TB squad, it's sort of bittersweet because I had a brilliant time when I was on there, travelled the world, won some great medals. 
Um, been to some great places, but then just feel like I got a little bit done over there. To be fair, well, I think. Well, why do you think? Do you reckon it was just because of size that Sam Maxwell got, got yeah, chosen? Yeah, that's what they said. They, because I was begging to move up to sixty kilograms for a while, and they said, like, "No, no, you can make it. You can make it." Like, but there's making it and performing at it. So I should have moved up, and they did say that maybe we should have moved you up a little bit sooner. They wanted me to stay on for the next Commonwealth, and that, and I thought, nah, after you've promised me I'd go to these qualifiers, I just thought I deserved it. I thought I earned it. Um, I went to, like I said, I've medalled. Every tournament I went to by the Commonwealth, I medalled in. So um, when when did you then decide to go pro? Straight away, I told straight them away. in a meeting I'd be turning pro, I won't be staying on. And how how did that go? Was that... They said, yeah, it's fine. Like, we'd like you to stay, have a think about it. And I said, there's nothing to think about. I've been here five years. Um, I did all I could do. The only next step for me would have been the Olympics. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I truly think now it, it's, it was meant to be. You know, I wasn't meant to box. You know, I did what I had to do. I achieved quite a lot. But I don't think I was meant to box, to be fair, like in the professionals. What, well, you don't think you were meant to? I don't think... think so. I think everything was always telling me not to. Um, like I said, I got to, I think, out of the nine silvers that I won, or the eight silvers for the country, I think I lost to the home boxer by a point nearly every final. Well, you know, things... Really, you should have got a deal then, really, when you went pro. When I went pro, you I did really fantastic Oh, you had a good deal? Yeah, I signed okay, the uh, match room. Wow, um, so... Yeah, straight away. Why I, did it go against you then? Because I, I was born with an arachnoid cyst in my head, which mm -hmm. I didn't know about until I turned pro. So... I think... So what is that, sorry? Um, a cyst, you know, like it's just a normal yeah. little cyst, you know, I had one in my brain, so they wouldn't give me a British licence. And you and, only found that out during, like, the brain scan? Yeah, during the brain scan, to get for my first debut, I was made a debut in the Alexander Palace on the Tony Bellio undercards. Um, so that's when I found that out. But I just think, and America licensed me fine, so I'd say if all them finals that I got to and I would have won the gold, I would, and things would have worked out a little bit different, I probably would have gone to the qualifiers. Or I, w I would have done if I'd ever would have been gone, I would have gone to the qualifiers, and um, I probably would have qualified, and I would have had my options open a little bit more to go to America, and I probably would have signed to go to America. I've always, always my dream to sign with a big promoter in America. What, what promoter? What probably me? Golden Boy or Top Rank uh, would have been nice. But, um, that was the Americana presence that he had over there with Golden Boy. I just liked America. Like, just like we America. always travel to America every Christmas. We go to America. I like. I just love the American. I just love really? being American. What part of America yeah. do you go? The Orlando. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, Orlando. Orlando yeah, and we've been to Vegas. I've been to Vegas and LA a few times. But um, and I boxed. We went on the GB squad. We done a month out there, like boxing, like the top four Americans, yeah. which was good. But like I said, if, I think if I would have gone to Olympics, I maybe could have gone. Would open up your options. Above. Yeah, I'd gone to America. No one would have questioned my medical because I went to America, got my medicals proven fine. You know, and I could be sitting there a bit different today. So what happened? So you signed with Eddie Hearn. Yeah. Was that before your medical or? or yeah, before signed the medical, signed the contract, um, got the deal sorted, got my debut sorted, um, went for the medicals. And now I think it's the 1st of September, a week before, I spent a debut on the 8th of September. And on the 1st of September, they said there's been uh, a finding in your MRI scan that we won't be licensed and you go and seek other medical, like, go and seek your specialist, see what they say, see what they come back with. 
And every specialist that I went to see, they always said, yep, yeah, we would license you. It's, it, it won't cause you any problem. But the British board, they just, you know, they... I guess it's on them as well. Yeah, it's on them, of course it is. And, and they just, they wasn't happy to license me. So, you know. So when did you have your debut then, when it all got resolved? Um, and who did you go with? I went on a Malta license. Okay. Yeah, Malta license. Uh, and I ended up debuting in London on a Malta license <laughs> on a foreign show. But Was it under Eddie Hearn again? Or was no, it? no, Eddie Hearn had nothing to do. He couldn't, his hands were tied. He couldn't have anything to do with me because obviously the British board wouldn't have been happy with. They didn't want me fighting, which was fair enough. But I, I went to Malta on a foreign license and had my debut there. And then I went out to the States, which it's pretty hard going to the States if, like in England, people knew who I was and what I'd won but in, in America it's a bit different so you always sort of do the, the away fighter so it's a bit harder but um, I had my second fight in America in LA and won my second round knockout with what gym who, who was you training with I was training with, with um, in the flash gym in LA what was his name George Diaz which he was a good coach and I was training in the wildcard gym as well for three months which is good and so, who was the boys there then when you were oh, training? Um, who did I train with out there? I sparred Sergei Limpitz, was uh, the welterweight world champion at well, um, welterweight 147. Um, who else was there? There was Denis Rakikov, which was the Russian kid that boxed um, for a world title. Um, there was just a gym full of fighters that in, in LA when you go there in the wild card. They just... Did you, go, did you meet Manny Pacquiao out there? No, I didn't actually. He wasn't there. No, I, I went to when I went to Mayweather gym. I was I was out there for a couple of weeks when Mayweather fought Pacquiao. Oh, so did you meet Mayweather? I met Mayweather. Right How there, was yeah. he? Yeah, he's right. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, we was um with a lot with Roger and Roger yes, Mayweather. Okay. Yeah, we was with him quite a bit and doing a bit of training out there with him. So well, was good. he right with you? Yeah, he was good. Coach. Yeah, he was he, good. He seems, yeah. Yeah, he seems like yeah, he was good. And what was it like for yourself going into the pro game? So you said off air that training for Team GB was just like training like a professional anyway. Yeah. So did it? was you quite comfortable with the... I was comfortable because I always got better as the fight went on. So three rounds weren't quite enough for me in the amateurs. So I knew the more rounds would have been better for me. You know, I could slow in my feet down a little bit and um, it wouldn't be such a rush. I could pick my shots a little bit better. So the pros always suited me. Um, so yeah, for me it was it was fine switching over to the turnover from amateur to pro was it was good. And who was your who would you say was the main main coach in your pro career that managed to help you adapt? Well, when I first turned pro, I turned pro with Al Smith at the iBox gym where I'm training as a okay. trainer now. So that's where I was for the first few years because Al suited my style. Um, he's a fantastic coach for my sort of style or for any style but he's a fantastic coach and what would you say your style is to people? Uh, slick self or like a counterpunch so yeah but I can have a tear up if I need to sometimes I used to and I didn't need to but um yeah I said slick counterpuncher um so I was with Al Smith for a couple of years and my dad's been a part of it from mm. uh, from when I first started he's always been there um and he he had quite a big part of it in the pros as well he was coaching you as well. He was, yeah, he was. He, he used to take me abroad and do my corner for me. Yeah, great. The yeah. amount of stories we hear of just like the parents' influence, like yeah. the, some of, some of the best athletes or just people in general yeah. that you meet, like their parents have been so so on it their whole life. It's, yeah, uh, it, was, it was always like. To be fair, it was just boxing, boxing, boxing in my family. Like my mum was a judge, 
my dad was a trainer. For you? In any place? No, no. Yeah, I bet he was. I bet he was. That's why I wanted him. Yeah. But no, yeah, my mum was a judge. Uh, my dad was a trainer and obviously he opened his amateur gym and he had a boxing ring business. So everything was just boxing. If I wasn't training, I was at a boxing show or putting up a ring or yeah. watching it on the telly. So, but it was boxing, boxing. You got boxing your dad mode. the video recording as well, didn't he? He, done, he videoed, he's, got, he's probably videoed every kid. Every like, kid, yeah. Like yeah. over the last few years, like he's got everyone. And I remember at shows that he used to pack away the ring as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. and he could, you know, yeah. fair play, especially yeah. some of the shows finish late. Too, yeah, so it's always the first in, last out, always. Yeah. It is, uh, it's, it's been boxing, boxing mad for years. So. And you always took your time out to speak to people as well. From what yeah, I, I try to like. I'm just a normal lad. Did like, you analyze a lot of fights? I used yeah. to watch boxing quite a bit with, yeah. with your dad. Um. Not really, no, because he's always busy, like, he was doing the videos, but I used to watch, used to sit down and analyse a lot of it, yeah. Who was your favourite fighter? Pano Whitaker. Hmm. Stick South, well, yeah, Pano Whitaker. I just love watching him. Or, you know, I didn't mind watching De La Hoya. Obviously, Floyd Mayweather's defence is unreal. But, yeah, Pano Whitaker was, was my favourite. Yeah. And who was, going back to the amateurs quickly, who was the, uh, the hardest fight you had? I know you said there's a... It's quite hard to pick. It is quite hard to pick because, like, every tournament you'd go to, you'd always, like... If you knew, like, the European countries, something, if you're a Russian or a Bulgarian or Azerbaijan, you're always in for a tough fight. You know, I went to Ukraine to box a tough Ukrainian. You know, so each fight was tough. But that fight I said with Danny Phillips, you know, that was a tough fight. Cause was but probably... what was the, I'm interested, what was tough fighting the Russians and the Ukrainians? What, what did you find tough about it? They're just tough, tough men. Like, yeah, sometimes you hit people... And they sort of back off a little bit and gives you a little bit of time. They just they don't stop, and they're well schooled. All they do is train. They've done it from babies, so you know you know you're in for a hard night. You know they're fit. You know they're talented. Mm. You know so that's why GB do so well because they got a great setup in Sheffield, and they train like professionals. That's all they do. They live and breathe boxing, and they're exactly the same with the Russians and the Ukrainians. They do exactly the same. So. You, they're just as fit, just as talented, so you know you're in for a scrap either way. But So, yeah, it's pretty hard to pick one, but Danny Phillips was a tough fight, to be fair. And what about in the pros? So, you, when did you decide to you're, you're pack it all pros, in? Right? 14. 14, 14 pro, pro fights. fights in the end. What um, was your record? Uh, I won 12, knocked out 10, and lost 2. But my last one that I lost, I got cut. Um, I went to Texas and boxed for an American title. Um, I was boxing the Texas... American kid in Texas, um, home favourite, and I was doing alright for four rounds. To be fair, I thought I was winning. Um, I was just starting to get to him. It was an eight-round fight. I was just starting to get to him. He was like, you know, when they're making noise, noises in close mm -hmm. and wincing, you think, yeah, I'm getting to him. And he threw a wild left hook. I remember he threw a wild left hook, missed me, but he followed through and just caught my eyelid. And my eye was com it was starting to close because he he caught me with a good jab in the first round, so it was a little bit swollen beforehand. But he, with the elbow, just completely cut. Give me thirteen stitches, completely shut it. Have you still got a, have you still got a mark on the nose? Just it? a little one. I've got the photo. Oh, yeah. I've got the photo of, of on my phone. But it was like my eye was completely shut. It was like the elephant man. It was massive. How was it like getting stitches on that? Um, it's quite sore, to be fair, and yeah. they give me morphine out there. But the, the reason I like knocked it on the head as well, my dad said it was terrible. After the fight out there, like, here's the letter you need. The hospital's here, get a taxi. So you sort of just left to your own devices. Do you know what I mean? It's boxing. It's, it's it can be hard work, and that's why I thought boxing abroad. 
got a little girl at home. I don't need to be doing this. But yeah, I, that's, I lost that on the cut. And they give it to the kid. It should have been the no contest, really, because I think it was in the, the fourth round. Yeah, um, usually it is within yeah, the first but four. Because yeah. they said it was a punch, which it wasn't. But um, And the other fight I lost was in New York. I went and boxed a kid in his backyard. Um, I lost a split. On my fifth fight, I boxed a 10 and 0 kid. Um, it was a big risk, really. Um, I lost a split decision. But, again, the commentators on this said Weave has won it. Howard Lennerman was there. He thought I'd won it. Um, the promoter got in the ring, started going like mad, shouting and screaming. Still not good enough, though, is it? Nah, it's like you keep seeing it and like, it everyone can moan all they want. Yeah, when... it happens. But, yeah, that was a big blow. So the two fights I lost, I should never have lost in the pros. But my pro career weren't great. It was it was hard work, you know. Um, it just shows in the pros, no matter how talented you are, yeah. you still need that backing. Yeah. You need still to be guided in that yeah. route. Yeah. Still having a clear plan of what you want to achieve at the you, you know, need the right people team. behind you. You need yeah. the right people behind you, no matter how talented you are. Yeah, but the, thing, the funny thing is, like the kid, the, the promoter wanted to sign me in New York, and before the fight, he was like, "Give me the contract, like, have a read through." Now, I'm not the greatest. I can read and write. I'm good, but when it comes to contracts and that, I'm just. Have you, have you, did you not have a lawyer, anyone like that too? I didn't sign the contract. My manager was meant to be fine out there, but he's having problems with his visa. So he said to me before. Do not sign anything until I get there or I've said it's okay. I said, okay. So I said to him, listen, I'm not signing anything before the fight. We'll have a chat after. I didn't think he liked it. So afterwards, he was counting my money out to my dad. And he said, do you know the reason you lost? And my dad goes, yeah, go on, because you didn't sign the contract. And I was like, let's start after getting beat. First pro loss in New York, as Newark, New Jersey, in New York. I thought, what can you do? What can you do? Nothing. So it can be a horrible game. Can't uh, it, it can be. It can. To be fair, from 2012 to the day I retired, I had it rough, like in the pros. To be fair, like it wasn't great. Um, but I believe I believe everything happens for a reason. You know, um, through boxing, I met my other half. I've had my little girl, and you know, How I'd go for it all. How did you meet her? She was a ring girl for Frank Warren. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, she. I think I was in, where was I? I was in Mauritius on a warm weather training camp for GB and I had a message through from this girl and she said, I've got you some tickets for the pro fight the weekend. I think it was Lee Selby and who was Lee Selby? Lee Selby was fighting someone, I'm not sure who it was. And I went, nah, they're not for me. I'm in Mauritius, I wouldn't need, I'm not coming. And she went, oh, like this trainer's asked me to get you some tickets because I think he wanted me. There was Wayne Batten from Southampton. Yeah. So I think like, he knew I was sort of nearly on the verge of turning professional. Maybe he was trying to sweeten me out, I'm not sure. But I said, nah, they might be from mum and dad. Um, and from there, like, I just started messaging, you know, she started messaging and meeting up and go from there. But yeah, I met her through boxing. I've had my little girl and, you know, I'd go through it all again just for my little girl and my missus, you know what I mean? So to me, it was all worth it. So, I, but I just truly believe everything happens for a reason. So, and I the experiences you've got, exactly. now you've turned as a coach as exactly. well. Yeah, it's you're you're such a young coach, and that's such a big thing now. Yeah. all of the successful coaches are yeah. all so young. Yeah. Um. So for you to have that and be at the iBox gym now, yeah. how's that going? How did that all happen? Well, when I retired my last fight, two thousand and nineteen, I said that's me done with boxing. You know, I didn't watch it. 
I didn't want anything to do with it. Um, my dad had an amateur gym at the time. He's like, oh, we've got a few good kids. Like, I, said, no, I don't want anything to do with it, Dad. I don't want to be in the gym. I don't want to help out. It's just me. I've had enough. You know, I lived my life. Went on a few holidays, family time. Went out with my mates, had a few beers. You know, just living a normal life without boxing. Um, and when was it? I think it was the AJ Usyk fight. Mm. Everyone was no, sorry, it wasn't. It was a Joe Joyce Daniel Dubois. Uh, and I knew, down. and I knew, Daniel Dubois was never going to beat Joe Joyce. I just, like, I just knew it. I yeah. just, it was I didn't crazy think how yeah, much it was so early. Say. It was Too so early, early. Yeah. and I, I, I like having a little bit of a bet. Like my father-in-law's a professional gambler, but like on the dogs and that, um, I like having a bet. So when I seen the price for Joe Joyce, I thought three to one, wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah, I think it was seven to two. I was like, it's no chance he can get beat. Yeah, so it was um, the same night Roy Jones and Mike Tyson had their exhibition. Oh, was that night? Yeah, so I was looking, I was looking at the odds, and I had a bet on Joe Joyce, and I thought that they was betting for Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. I thought, but it's an exhibition; it can only be a draw. Mm-hmm. So I had, I had a double. I had a Mike Tyson to draw and Joe Joyce to win by stoppage, and I won a right few quid. So I went round to um, my mates, watched the boxing. Yo, you alright, mate? How you doing? Yo, hey, mate. just really quickly, we've got, we've got uh, Amigos. Thank you very much, guys. Just dropping over the food. Our sponsors, guys. Thank you very much for dropping that off. Hey, guys, don't forget to check out our local sponsors, Amigos Portsmouth. Uh, they're open noon till 10 p.m. Delivering some of the most favourite Mexican feasts that are available. So if you hit this link here and use the code NJB, you'll get 20% off. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, so I won. I went round my mates, and that's the first time I sat down and watched it. So, because I, I had a bet on it, I wanted to watch it. Yeah, that was the first fight, like since my last fight, that I wanted to sit down and watch. And I got the buzz back. So, like, the big fight, I got a bit of a buzz back. So it was a good fight as yeah, well, it was wasn't a brilliant it? Brilliant fight. Yeah, it was really good. And then obviously AJ was boxing Usyk, and you know I just started watching it again at home, mm-hmm. watching the pro fights. And, and my missus said, "You're starting to get the buzz back for boxing." And I said, "Yeah, but not." I don't want to box again, not not in that way. But I wouldn't mind like trying my hand and maybe training. And she said, "Yeah, well, why don't you do something like that?" So I thought, "Yeah, I, yeah." And I, I just left it for a couple of months, watching. I was still watching the fights and that every weekend. And um, I started talking to Eddie Lamb again from the iBox gym because I was down there for a few years. And he said, "Why don't you come up and see the boys and just come in the gym and say hello?" I said, I would love to, like, get my coaching license, and he said, well, why don't you speak to Al? We'd love to have someone of your experience in the gym, it'd be great for the boys, but obviously you'd have to speak to Al. So I rang Al, and he went, yeah, not a problem, we'd love to have you come down, we'll have a chat. Um, I went down there, first night I went in there, he put me straight on the pads with um, Henry Turner, who's a fantastic young talent coming through. Um, Got on really well with him on the pads. Um, was it weird being back in the gym? After it was, that yeah, time? it was. Mm-hmm. Like, because nothing had changed. The gym was exactly the same. Did it all come back to you, like yeah. in your head? Just... Um, yeah, like when I was watching the sparring and that. But I didn't miss it because I, I think that's what my missus and my dad that were worried about. If I went back in the gym, that I'd miss like getting in there and fighting. Mm-hmm. But I didn't miss that at all. It was just nice to be on the other side, telling them what to do, seeing mistakes that they was making. So um, after the first session, I said, yeah, get, go for your licence. Um, start helping out, and I said, fantastic. So 
I rang the British board, got a meeting with them. Um, but it was for months. I think it was just October that I went for it. So, like, or, or I rang up, and I've only just done it now. So it was a long time. I was in the gym. Um, I went to what show did I go to? I went to Liverpool. We had a kid boxing, or they had a kid boxing on the matchroom bill. Um, so it was good to be back around the matchroom boys, and you know, mm. I like seeing Eddie Earn again. Um, just being back in that environment, it was good. And you know, I done my first corner last night in the MTK show with Pierce O'Leary, who's with at York Hall. At York Hall, yeah. Um, I think he's going to be the next big thing coming through. To be fair, what, Pierce O'Leary. Pierce O'Leary from Ireland, but um, also Elliot Wells on the bill, who's a fantastic prospect, a six and zero kid. So the gym's brilliant, and I feel quite lucky to be able to get my license and be in if not the best gym in the country, the best up-and-coming gym in mm -hmm. the country. There's so many prospects so in there. there yeah, do, you to, do you want to name some? To... Yeah, we've got... Don't uh, miss anyone. Uh, I know, yeah. <laughs> well, we've got um, Archie Sharp, the WBO number, ranked number one. We've got Dennis McCann, who's... Everybody knows Dennis. He's fantastic. Is he sponsored by Haribo yet? Not yet, I don't think. No. But I don't think Al wants him to, because uh, you know, he keeps going... Not a smart for, one. To, yeah, he's putting the, too much weight on. But, um, yeah, you've got Dennis McCann... We've got Henry Turner, um, we've got um, CJ, his name's Keith and Aguilero from Ireland, who's a matchroom prospect, unbeaten. We've got Pierce O'Leary, we've got Elliot Well, we've got Mikey Burke. Um, Sky. We've got Sky Nicholson, who's obviously making waves at the minute in the women's boxing. Um, we've got a young lad there called um, Levi Coates, who he hasn't got his pro license. He has got his pro license, but he had an injury as soon as he got it, so he hasn't had his first co um, pro contest yet. But he's again, he, he's fantastic. There's so many of them. How many? Who else has left? I've stitched you up here, in. I? There's so, yeah. many, so, good, many, so many yeah. big names. It's so like, many. It's, uh, Eddie said the other day, "Oh, we got 12, 13 lads in the gym." I was like, "Have we got that many?" But we have. Um, who else is there? There is. There is. A, there's got to be others. Pierce O'Leary, Elliot Well, Sam Noakes. We've got Sam Noakes, who's a wrecking machine. Mm -hmm. He just he just goes through everyone. Um, yeah, so I bet there's some spars that go on that no one will ever see. That yeah, fantastic. Probably better than what you see on the O2. But yeah, you've got fantastic spars. From your your from your era, from what, you know, yeah. from that, how do you reckon the standard of the boxing? Do you reckon it's gone? It's gone up? Or do you reckon it's? Yeah, I think it's gone. I think it's just got bigger. Boxing is massive at the minute. Every weekend you've got one or two shows, like mm. different TV shows. Um, I, I think 2012 team, the squad that I was on, that was a fantastic team. Mm. And then 2016 team, that was a brilliant team with the McCormack brothers, you know, Joe Cordina. Obviously it was all rigged, Fraser the Club. Rio games, wasn't it? Yeah, with Joe Joyce. Yeah, yeah, Joe Joyce should, yeah, yeah, he should have had the gold apparently, like they're saying now, shouldn't are they? they? Are they cutting the Olympics in, is it like 2026 or apparently, something, Apparently, right? like boxing? the next one. 2024, yeah, boxing's been removed from what I've... After the next one. Is there's it after one the more, one? There's one more oh. Olympics, yeah. Like, there's so many people boxing in the Olympics is like, it's always number one. It's, yeah. Like, yeah, it's brilliant, that's... I think it's brilliant, but I don't know if they, they might remove it, but I hope they don't. But you know how corrupt it's, it's it is because you've been the on the wrong side yeah. of it. So it's, it's been there for years. Um, thing is it can be corrupt boxing mm. is corrupt mm. um especially in the amateurs so i don't know if they cut it or not i hope, I hope not. they don't yeah i hope not
especially because all the up and coming talent that's their ticket to a good pro career yeah and like even in cuba now they've now got uh they're allowed to go pro yeah allowed to go pro so yeah. that's that's massive yeah just just to see them it is but then now they're allowed to go pro like how's that going to go with them with their their team and i don't know yeah. it's interesting. maybe it opens up more chances for other people to win medals like in the uk GV squad. Yeah. Um, but the, obviously, we said about the talent. But you said about the talent at your gym as well. Yeah. Are you which ones are you specifically working with? I work. I, I help. Work, I just try and get in the gym and whoever needs anything doing. If they need pads, I help them with pads. Amazing. I just go in and do what else says. Else says pad. So and so. And is it time slot that that they all come into the gym? Yeah, they normally Al puts it in the group chat what time they're training. So it's normally like three thirty, three forty-five. Like four, like they, so they start off. They're always fifteen minutes ahead. And is that is that a one-to-one session they get with the coaches? No, so it normally it'd be um, we'd have a couple in at a time. There's four coaches, so it's me, Al Smith, Eddie Lamb, and Paul Taylor. Great. So, we, is that like a Monday to Friday thing? They, they do a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then normally on a Tuesday they'd be with their strength coach, and Thursday they'd be doing track. So yeah, but the, the gym's buzzing at the minute, you know. Are you, are you working alongside that or is that your full-time job no right? no no I'm, I'm i'm working i'm i'm working for um a construction company dual gen one oh. so they're, they're pretty good are you looking to go full-timing coaching in the future or um at the minute i'm just enjoying doing a little bit so i'm doing going to the shows again helping boys out um you know in the future i might you know have my own gym and and what's your style of coaching in the gym like obviously um we were saying off air as well turning from the amateurs to the pros yeah it's such a big transition um how do you have your part in that um for me i just try and work on what they're good at and what they're not so good at so what they're not so good at we try and work on you know so i just like everyone's got a different style like dennis mccann elliot well henry turner they're all that sort of my style style self or slick um so it's easy for me to work with them but then when i go to work with someone like sam lopes or pierce o'leary they're just wrecking machines you know that wasn't my style mm -hmm. so i try and help them with the stuff they're not so good at uh, maybe a little bit defense stuff or just stuff that i was good at that i'm just trying to help them out with something they're not not so good at or things they are good at just getting them better at just and I guess now you've got the buzz of boxing again, yeah. but without the stress yeah. and all the... Yeah, about the making weight, mm -hmm. about that, yeah, the training twice a day, three times a day and missing out on things and yeah. So it's, it's definitely fair being on this side of the ring. In the entire, yeah. they got, they got some great fights coming up now. Obviously, yeah. um, you've got Spence v. Ugas. Yes, tonight, isn't tonight. it? Yeah. Yeah, and then you've got the What's boxer your prediction? show. What's your prediction on that? I think Spence beats him. I think... Um, I think he's fantastic, Spence. When I went to America with the GB squad, he was fighting on the same. He was fighting against the American uh, against us. He was at 64. I think he boxed Craig, Craig Dixon or Craig Dickinson, or maybe Scott Card or one of them. But yeah, he was he, even back then. You just knew he was talented. But I think Spence wins. Yeah. You guess it looks massive at that yeah. way. But, but his eye that. injury, how has that would have affected him? I'm not sure. Yeah, he's had one fight since then, hasn't he? Danny Garcia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, no, he had the eye injury after. So he had the car crash, yeah. had Danny Garcia, and then had the eye injury. Yeah. It dropped out of Pacquiao, Pacquiao, and now this is him back. 
I think he beats you, guess personally. If he's got anything, I think left it'll be close. Personally, I think yeah. it'll be quite close. Yeah. You, you guys got beat by Khan in the amateur as well, didn't he? Yeah, you guess was a really good amateur. Yeah, yeah, he was a good amateur. So, um, but if he's anything like his old self, I think Spence should beat him. But all and depends what that car accident and the eye injury's done to him. Exactly that. Yeah, we were saying as well for the Fury Bill. Uh, we're gutted that the undercard. Yeah. Like, why are some of the boys that you've mentioned in your gym? Yeah. Like, it's such a shame that they can't be on yeah, that world we're stage. a little bit gutted to be fair that they're not on. But to be fair, Dennis, Sam, and Henry they all boxed not long ago. Mm-hmm. So for them to box straight away again, um, it, maybe it, it could have happened. It could have happened, but you know, it's what you're in that gym. Is it more? That the boys said that they didn't want it, or was it that it wasn't given the opportunity? I think if they would have been, I think after Sam uh, injured his hand a little bit before that last fight, so he, he, he boxed the last fight, his hand was a little bit injured. I'm not surprised the amount of power he's got in his Oh, shots. yeah, he punches extremely hard. But it was it was the last bar off the camp, and he just banged it a little bit and bruised it a little bit. But um, So I don't think he would have been able to fight on the Fury Bill so soon after. Um, Even Anthony Yard was saying, I know he's yeah. not in your gym, but he, he's probably not going to be out till the summer. No, I think they're waiting for, is it the Joe Smith and Berbatov? Mm-hmm. Is it? I think they're waiting for the winner of that. We were saying last week or during the week, I think they're going to wait till December. Yeah. Because yeah. they they're fighting July. July. Yeah. And they're going to have be Berbatov. He'd be fighting. I would have thought. Yeah, he, he looks. He was in the Europeans when I won the European silver. What was he like? He was a machine. Even I think he, he smashed everyone in the Europeans on the way to gold. Like, he, yeah, he was a machine. And back then, I, f- I think it was him and Usyk. They had some wicked fights back in. Like, I think it was a couple. Of, they won. Oh, those two boxed as well. Yeah. What, what was the Usyk box that light heavy as well? Yeah, he boxed. He was light heavy. Yeah, he wasn't never heavyweight as an amateur. Mm. Well, he was, but he was light heavy, and then he moved up heavy. To cru- yeah. Was it cruiserweight he moved up to? It was cruiser. Yeah. But I think it was eighty-one. He was boxed that, yeah. um, and then 91, and then 91 plus. Oh, so, what weight did he box Joyce at? No, yeah, 91 plus oh, in the yeah, WSB. Yeah, super heavy. Yeah. Uh, seeing the, in the amateurs at 57, 60, did you ever watch Lemachenko? No. No. No, to be fair, I went to Ukraine when I first went to 60 kilograms. Um, I went there and I, the boy said, oh, imagine it's like Lemachenko said, and I thought, you know what, I've got to try. Yeah. Like, it, it wouldn't have bothered me to fight him. I'd have fought him. It was not a problem. Would have been him. a blessing to yeah. share the ring. Yeah, and I thought I'd have been. I, I would have done all right. I think, I think personally. Yeah. But I went there and I looked on the name and said Lomachenko. I thought, yeah, he's here, so I'd be fighting him. But it was the way he moved up to sixty-four. So I oh, thought, oh, yeah. So that's, so that's all right. And to be fair, like at that tournament, I got a silver. I got beat by a point in the in the final by um, a Ukraine. Um, but. They give me best box for the tournament and thousand dollars. So I said like, I lost, right. but I got best box for the tournament and money. So obviously I knew I didn't lose. So I won it comfortably, but mm. he didn't seem too happy when like because oh, and you mean getting the best boxer? Who, Lemachenko. He got best home fighter, but I think I got best international. He went like he looked like he wanted to punch me when we was in the ring catching and getting the trophies. But he's not very big. Is, is he right. your height or is no, he smaller? No, he's smaller than me. Is he smaller yeah, than you? Smaller than me, Especially seeing him up against Lopez. He's fantastic though, isn't he? Or he yeah. was, he's getting a little, I think he's getting on a little bit now. Yeah. But he's, well, he's had injuries, like his shoulder, he yeah. couldn't really throw hooks properly. No. 
Uh, he's had it tough, I think. Yeah. The his record is unmatched, though. Isn't yeah, it? brilliant. He boxed Andrew Selby. One three hundred ninety-nine, maybe. And one, yeah, and, he, and he lost Andrew Selimov, yeah. And he avenged that it. That Selimov's yeah. really good. When you saw, Le- I guess you saw Lemonchenko quite a few in the few times. Yeah, just yeah. But what did you think of him back then? It was brilliant. And like in that tournament, after my fight, I used to, I watched him. He, I think he stopped all three kids that week at sixty-four kilos. So yeah, he just—he was fantastic. He was. What would you say his weaknesses were back then? When you were sizing up as an opponent, what, what did you think of? I was just going to get in and throw. <laughs> to be fair, that's all you could do with him. Just make it. I was a just get in there. Just whatever I could. My best. I've just gone and done, and done exactly what I knew I could do. And if that was enough, it would have been enough. And if it wasn't, then it wasn't. But. I used to get in the ring and just do what I was good at. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care too much what they was going to do. Um, they used to do, like, watch the videos of what we should and what we shouldn't do. But nine times out of ten, what they you think they're going to do, they do something different anyway. Mm-hmm. So as long as I got in there and done what I was good at, that's all I worried about doing. Yeah. So. I think as well, the mental pressure he puts on people, if yeah. you were to think, the way even when he doesn't throw, the way he's in your face yeah. all the time, if you were to think, it's probably going to go against you. So... Yeah. Yeah, I think he's that's quite. Just, he just—he was so talented. What he done, like you couldn't hit him. And when he and he did throw a punch, he'd catch you with three. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was really talented. He I know he boxed Andrew Selby years yes. ago. I think he stopped him on the. Oh, I he think stop he stopped him? Selby, and not many people stop him. Yeah. So yeah, I think he did. Wow, that's a good yeah. memory. I guess um, because I didn't realise he moved up to sixty-four. Well, so he moved across the weight. He moved to yeah, 57, 60, 64, Yeah, he moved across, but it was in his backyard, like in the Ukraine, so he could do whatever he wanted. Yeah. But yeah, just going back to him, we've got Jordan Reynolds as well in the gym, which he, he's out of an injury at the minute, but um, he's another great prospect coming through. Oh, really? He's on the GB squad and senior ABA champion. The Wanderer. Oh, yeah, that's okay, the yeah. one. Mm-hmm. The one yeah. he likes so. Um, Elvis, Danny. That's that him. One? Yeah, yeah, oh, so, yeah. He's another good kid. He's a good kid. Yeah, he, look, he looks like he can bang. Yeah, he can punch a bit. Yeah, but he, he's had a, a little injury, so he's been out for the last. He hasn't been in the gym for the last month, so he'll be back soon. Yeah, he's had some tough fights already, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. He was, loves getting was in. Was he in Ireland at gym before you guys? Yeah, he was. Yeah, with um, Paul Taylor. Is that Paul Taylor? Is it Pete, Taylor? Pete, Pete Taylor. Taylor. Pete Taylor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Katie Taylor's dad. That's right? the one, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And would you say he's still. Uh, I'm pretty sure one of the fights I saw, he, he got dragged into a fight when he didn't what? have to. Yeah, that's him. That's Jordan. Like, he likes to have a scrap. That's how he was on the GB squad. But with Al, he's learned. I think that was his first fight that you might have seen when mm-hmm. he got dragged into a bit of a fight. Um, I think now with Al, he's, he's started to. He's, got, he's, he, he's a brilliant boxer when he wants to be. He just likes having a scrap, mm-hmm. but um, but also in the pro game, I think that's going to sell a lot of tickets. Yeah, that's and gonna... he does sell a lot of tickets. Yeah, but he's done done a few TV appearances, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, well? he does. Yeah, I think he was on. Is it just first dates or something on that? Yeah. Yeah. I think I might have seen that. Yeah. I was like, no <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he done that, but yeah, he's meant to fight on the matchroom card just before Christmas, and he picked up an injury, so he couldn't fight on that, but. Yeah, he can he can fight, he can box, he can do both when he needs to. To be fair, but so far in the process, he's just chosen to have a bit of a fight. Nice. So, yeah. just to finish off, can we have some quick fire questions at you? Of course, just, yeah. Um, well, Dave, do you want to start? You can start, mate. Okay. Uh, well, in your gym, who do you reckon is going to be um, first one to get the world strap? Well, 
you've got Dennis McCann that he's got all the ability in the world to win a world title. Um, you've got CJ, who's just moved down to like middleweight, who's possibility of winning a world title as well. Pierce O'Leary is one to watch out for, but you've got Sky Nicholson who yep. yeah. probably could end up fighting for a world title pretty soon. Yeah, um, she's been fast tracked big yeah, time. We were yeah, saying it's like three fights in two months. Yeah, really. yeah, she's got another fight soon, um, so she could fight for a world title pretty soon. But you got Archie sitting at the WBO number one, so he could get a call to get the the winner out of um, Stevenson's and Valdez. So that'd be brilliant. Yeah, that'd yeah, be great for Yeah, so whether he picks it up or not, that's that's a tough fight. But he's got the ability to win a, win a title. Do you think he would take it if they asked him to go of to America? Would, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think Archie, if by anyone. Waiting for the call. Yeah, that's it. Got another one. Hardest puncher in the gym? It'd be Pierce O'Leary or Sam Lokes. Sam and Lokes. they're both different. Like Sam's had nine, one, nine, knocked out nine. Yeah, and he just, they just, they just don't like it. They just, he just retires and they just sort of give up. He, he looks, like, I see him on the pads, he looks. He's physically strong. Everything's just strong about him. Mm-hmm. But then you've got Pierce O'Leary, he can just hit you and switch your lights out like that. Like, what, what is Pierce O'Leary? He's 10 stone. So like well, so last night he, first round knockout he had last night he just hit the kid and switched his lights off and he does it to a lot of people. Is he southpaw? Do you say he's both? Both. Yeah, he's yeah. both. Yeah, he switched. Yeah, <laughs> so it's out of those two to be fair. Who can punch? Yeah, well, I I went to the same school as Midge and one of my close mates sparred him at Westry and he yeah. said my mate had so much weight on him anyway. Yeah. He said when he got hit by him in the ribs that, that was it. Yeah, he he, he punches. But it's everything about him is strong as well, like, and he's he's relentless and he's an athlete. He, he can run a mile and God knows it, like and a marathon quick. in yeah. a good time too. He's just uh, yeah, he's just an athlete. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon he'll go far? Yeah, I think he will. You know, he lives a life. He trains really hard, um, and he's got a good promoter and good management. He's, he's knocking on the door now with yeah. uh, the Southampton lad. What's his name? Mark, Mark Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Yeah. yeah, that's that would be good for an English title. Yeah, I think I think it'd be bigger than English. To be I fair. think British. Bigger. Yeah, British. I think it'd be Sorry. British. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, to be fair, that's quite a hard fight for an English title. So I don't think I don't think Mark would want it for an English, and I know Al wouldn't want it for an English. I, think I don't think British. Frank would too. No. Yeah. No, he'd definitely set it up for maybe like a British or something like that. Do you think that will happen soon? I reckon in the next eighteen months. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, that would be huge. Yeah. Be uh, who's the most talented, would you say? Just just got the gift. Um, you know what? It's a really... Everyone asks me this, and I think it's quite a hard one to pick because everyone in the gym, if you name a name, there's talent. You've got Henry Turner, who's just a fantastic, fantastic boxer. You know, Elliot Well. Um, Dennis McCann's just naturally... He's just naturally gifted, but I think it's quite hard to pick one. I think... Hardest worker? I'd say, phew, do you know what, they all work hard. Dennis is, Dennis is always like, he's always in the gym, he stays in the gym. Like even when the other boys are finished, he's in there. Um, so he trains, he's always training. So he trains really hard, but again, they all train hard and mm-hmm. Al doesn't have many kids in the gym if they, if they don't put the work in. So mm-hmm. I'd say at iBox Gym, they're all they all put the work and they all put the graft in to be fair, they're always fit, they're always living their life. So I say the whole of Ibox gym is just yeah. all of them. It's completely different to a lot of pro gyms. A lot yeah. of pro gyms you just got that one star yeah. and it'll do do whatever. But with yeah. you guys obviously they they can all be yeah, they all they all get treated the same and I think they're all ability wise, they're all as good as each other. 
Like the, one the good thing is to say iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah, and you, that's you're, it. You'll get better at the that sparring in there. It's just fantastic. Like, What's the best spar you've seen in there? I see. Who did I see spar the other day? Dennis always has wicked spars because he's he's a, he's the lightest one. So mm-hmm. he's but he's always sparring like Sam Noakes and Pierce O'Leary. Like <laughs> so he gets stuck into him. Um, but Al tries not to um, have too much of a hard spar, so they're always going like sixty percent when they spar. Mm-hmm. Um, That's smart. It's all yeah. learning, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it should be. Yeah. So it, 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 the spars when they spar each other, it's more of a learning and technical spar to learn different things. Do you get any outsiders coming? Yeah, we get lots it? of outsiders yeah. coming in. Yeah, they get a lot coming in. So um, Ahara Davis has been there recently sparring. So how's he doing? Yeah, he's doing good. He's waiting for a fight. I think he's fighting in May. Um, you know he's highly ranked so who's his coach will is it will, will yeah, is, yeah yeah so he's waiting for a call expect for a big fight so he's on the verge of another big fight he's a fighter that gets a lot of stick don't he well, yeah, he's, he's controversial he's yeah. great he's, in front of a camera yeah yeah he's different in the gym though yeah, is he different in the gym yeah he's not he's not he's quiet and is he? he's a nice nice lad yeah mm, okay how's he looking at the moment sharp yeah really good yeah so I watched him before his last, he was training there before his last fight. Not training there, but there for sparring. Everyone comes to our gym for sparring because they've just got so many different weights from mm-hmm. from featherweight upwards to, to like middle, middle. Well, Will's got a good stable as well, right? He's yeah. got like Sonny Liston Ali. Yeah. Um, who else he got there? He's got... a kid fight last night, I think Will did. I'm not sure what his name was. Um, Croxton, is it Jamie Croxton or James Croxton? Mm-hmm. Or Jimmy Croxton, he boxed last night, so... Yeah, he's got a good stable. And are they Frank Warren too, right? So it's quite easy for. Yeah, some are MTK and some are Frank Warren. But I think um, Ahara is with MTK or Propellum. New one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, oh, another question for the boxer card tonight. Have you seen much with the lightweights, the eight man tournament? I haven't, got? no. Oh, okay. I know um, Mace Rueg was meant to be a stand in from down my end, down Bournemouth, but he's not in it. But I haven't really looked. The only one I really know is that Ryan Charlton. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's done well. Yeah. Chima's quite, a good fighter. I've seen him. Chima, yeah, he's, he's a world kickboxing champion. Oh, is he, yeah. But he's only had two, two pro fights. Yeah. Uh, Kickboxers do quite well when they come into boxing. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I think Dylan White well. was a kickboxer, wasn't Dylan he? Dylan White. Uh, who's Florian Jerry? Yeah, Florian Marku. Florian Marku was, was a kickboxer yeah. as well, wasn't he? So, God, Marku, that, that was a brilliant fight recently, yeah, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah, it was a good shot. I seriously thought, um, who's the guy that you Chris Jenkins. Out? I really thought Chris Jenkins could have outboxed him. He, he looked he looked. Good. He's got the better pedigree. I think he's 38, is he now? Yeah. Chris Jenkins? Yeah, no, I think he's experience. a couple of years older than me because he's in the Commonwealth with me. Um, I think he was 35, 36, maybe. But he, he's, I think he's like on downward spiral now, Fast to be yeah. fair. I think he's had a like, long career. He's been do, you think if he, do you think if he was in his prime, he would have done? Yeah, Marcus, I think yeah, in his yeah. prime, I think he would have done. Yeah, yeah. personally. But Marky looks good. He's coming on nicely. Yeah. Where, what gym is he training at he's now? He's training up in Sheffield. Yeah, he's doing a lot of S and C. Yeah, he's with about Grant Smith. Grant Smith. Yeah, Sonny Edwards. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a, another good gym. Yeah, but England is so good yeah, right like now. Yeah, Grant Smith. That his son Dalton Smith mm-hmm. is um, fantastic prospect coming through but he's the same way as Pierce so there's like a bit of a collision course for them two coming through which would be a fantastic fight this mm. depends when I guess yeah when... it'd be like it won't be any time soon to just keep building them but um yeah it's, there's definitely some good fights to look forward to mm-hmm. and what's your predictions on Fury White I think Fury beats him all day is um, that being loyal to your traveller background or is it just uh no, I just think he, I just I think Fury's best heavyweight on the planet. Yeah, I don't I think, think so. anyone beats him. To be fair, yeah. um, obviously Dylan White has got a chance if he hits him. Mm-hmm. Heavyweight with that left hook. Yeah, he's got a great left hook, but 
he doesn't punch us, Deontay Wilder, and Deontay Wilder can put him to sleep. Mm. But I think if you to, to beat Fury, you've got to put him to sleep, sleep, and even then, he'd probably get up. <laughs> he's just, he's just, he's got a fighting heart. Like he just gets up. Um, but I just think he's, he, he's just for such a big guy. He's so like athletic and fast, and I don't think he can get beat. To be fair. I think White's body punching gives him a chance. Yeah, I body think snatching. he yeah. is because yeah, those hooks to the body. Yeah. If if one of those land clean, like I think if you land if you're head hunting with yeah. Fury, you're never gonna win. No. But I think the body punching. I, yeah. I think that's what Wilder did in his third fight. I don't know if you if you saw the third fight. Yeah. He started off to the body, yeah. and he was doing all right because he's got yeah. body and he's come up to the head. But then he yeah. just, I think he just got into a fight where he was just going head hunting again. I think that obviously Dylan. They say he's got a good resume and who he's boxed and who he hasn't boxed, that's but. True. Probably got a better resume than Wilder, I would say. Yeah, he's got a better mm -hmm. resume than most, but better resume than Fury, really. Yeah, but well, who's he fought? Yeah. Fury's only beat Wilder but, and, and Klitschko. Obviously, they're both yeah, the best. One of the I best punches. Yeah. But yeah. when you look at White, well, he has Chisora had as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and White struggled with Chisora until White he knocked him out. Yeah, in, in both the fights. Yeah, I think there he was getting beat fights. the second fight when he when he tinned yeah. him as well. He needed it. Yeah. I, I think if you base it on that, I think you have to go Fury. Yeah, I think Fury beats him all day, and I think. He's got more in his arsenal. Yeah, he can do everything. He can he can fight. He's not the biggest puncher in the world, but it's hard enough to know like if you if you catch him. But I say Parker didn't Parker drop White in the last round. Yeah, and Parker's yeah. not a big puncher. I know Fury punches harder than Parker. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, to be fair, we've only seen Fury's punch power in the last few fights. Yeah. So it. Yeah, he's never really sat down and thrown punches. He's, he's always yeah. Yeah, he did that his last fight. But Deontay Wilder is is a much is he two hundred twenty pounds? Something like that, yeah. Whereas White's two forty, two fifty. Yeah. But Fury, but he's slower yeah. as well. He's, yeah. He is, yeah, yeah. He's slower. And Fury unlocked Wilder's. You know, as soon as he took away his right hand and smothered him, yeah, that was it. He. he he was very smart with his fight with Wilder. I don't think he'd do the same with White. I'd be surprised if he does. Do you think he'll just be boxing? I think he'll just try and like take the centre, and as he comes in, pop him and move. Yeah, I think it'd be really close to Chisora Fury. He'll treat it that same way. Yeah, same in the second fight. In the second fight, yeah. he'll do the same thing with it. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a very entertaining fight, no. but he did what he did to yeah, win. He wins, and that's um, that. He wins, and that's and the main thing. AJ Usyk rematch. Usyk beats him. Yeah. yeah, even with everything going on in Ukraine, you think he'll he'll handle it? Um, yeah, he's just got that mindset, and I think Usyk, um, especially in the last round as well, he nearly stopped him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. When you get a bit of a pacing like that, when you get back in the ring with that fella, you know in the back of your mind, in the last round of that fight, he was giving me a right hiding. Mm -hmm. um, but, but the same could be said for Ruiz and Joshua won. Yeah, I don't think he's been the same after the Joshua Ruiz He changed fight. his style, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I just don't think Usyk's hard to beat for anyone. And he's growing into his heavyweight yeah. frame now as well, yeah. giving him this extra time since their first fight. Yeah. He's probably put on another 10, 20 pounds, I would imagine. Yeah, what makes Usyk so hard to beat? Obviously, you've seen him in the amateurs. You've seen him now in the pros. Yeah. What, what is it about him? It's just so him hard to hit. Is that what it's it is? It's very hard to hit. He's very clever. So he's always thinking one step ahead of everyone. Yeah. Um, what he was doing with AJ, I think, was br brilliant what he'd done. Like, he just stood in front of him, moved his feet, popped him, moved again, and he hit hard enough to, get to hurt, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, it's not the power, it's the speed and accuracy that he's got. Hmm. Um, but I think, again, I think Usyk beats all the heavyweights bar Fury. And the only reason to say that is Fury's just too big. Mm -hmm. He's six foot nine, long, he's got quite a good boxing brain. 
So Usyk wouldn't really be able to fiddle about with him, right? So I'd love to see it. Yeah, so would I. I'd love to see so it. So would I. I just don't think he could fiddle about with um, Fury the way he did with AJ. How how would you beat Fury if you were coaching a heavyweight right now? That I think he needs to be on his chest and just throw. Personally, do you um, think that's what White's going to do? Or yeah, tried? I don't think yeah. he can beat him. He's not going to beat him on the back on the back foot. He's got no chance. Um, you just need to be able to hit him clean mm -hmm. and keep him out personally that's the same with Usyk because yeah. um, if you see Usyk when he boxed uh, Chisora Chisora yeah. had the right game plan yeah. he went in there same game plan he's got for every other yeah. fight innit? Yeah. yeah but <laughs> to be fair I really think Usyk wanted people to think that was the way of doing that I, so I, he's I, very I, clever oh I don't know I think that's I think he's very clever I think I think he's very clever Chisora does the same thing then he comes steaming in you know I don't think he should go out of first gear to be fair well he weathered the storm yeah. and then you just saw his boxing yeah, takeover I, I just don't think he got out of first gear he's bruised up after that fight though Usyk yeah, Usyk, yeah don't he's a big him. man punching you though and he yeah. Derek, yeah. do you know what I mean um but yeah I don't I just I think he's different level and last fair. one, Canelo moving back up to light heavyweight. Yeah, that's a tough fight, before. That's uh, everyone's got Canelo as a tough uh, as a favourite. Again, I actually <sighs> think I think Canelo's probably underdog going into this. It's a, Bivol's really good. He's a good amateur. Um, and he had all of his fight star. win. Has he won them all by knockout? Yeah, he's he's right. not stopped. all by knockout. No, but he hasn't been beat yet, has he? No. Been beat, um, no. I, I think they base it on that last performance against um, the Spider Craig Richards. Yeah, Craig, that's the one. Where he sort of come and stuck against him yeah and I think that's why they thought now's a good chance yeah. to get in there and do it listen Canelo Alvarez is, they're clever what they do um, they pick Bivol over Berbatev for a reason because mm. Berbatev's a machine um, he's got the 100% knockout yeah that's the one yeah, yeah he's got um, I think Canelo will win but I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think mm -hmm. the Canelo and Triple G fight is going to happen again you know I, I think that's been told that's done it's done if deal he just needs to win at, at super middle do you think i think so i think golovkin will move up and yeah. to be fair after watching golovkin's last fight i think he looked a little bit old mm -hmm. um whether the first few rounds he wanted to look like that and he just walked him down and tired the kid out a bit but i, I he just, looked like he didn't warm up did no, he he looked like he just he, he looked old. he's 40 years old now he's had a, a long career um but again, the kid he fought was an Olympic gold medalist, so he was no mug. And he can bang. Yeah, he cares, yeah. More at our own, yeah, he won the 2012 Olympics. A gold jet. At, mm. Was it middleweight? Yeah, won? at the go-go. He beat the kid that beat the go-go oh, in okay. the semis. And he, he was a Japan star, wasn't he, as well? Yeah. He was like a superstar. Yeah, he was, there. yeah. And he, he, he still is, really. Yeah, 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 he still is from yeah. that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I just think Golovkin looked a little bit old. Mm -hmm. I like, I'd like to see him retire now, to be fair. Mm. But I think taking that Canelo fight is dangerous. Yeah, Canelo's he... in his prime now, isn't he? Yeah, but I think Golovkin sort of deserves the trilogy for a payday just for everything he's done in his career. I think he won the first Canelo fight, personally. Yeah, I, I don't I think he was draw. I thought he won it. The second fight was close, but I thought he won the first one. I was in California in a bar in the first one, yeah. and it was full of Canelo fans, oh, yeah, and they all booed yeah. when their decision happened. Yeah. They all booed because they they all they all cheering on Golovkin by the yeah. end of it because he had the Mexican style yeah. and it, yeah looking back on it as well he got a hell of a chin or the pair of them got both yeah. got good chins but you can just see how good Canelo is what he did to Callum Smith Billy mm. Joe Saunders you Callum know. Smith was six three six four isn't he even yeah, Kelbrook massive. and mate he's Canelo's five five eight yeah he's tiny but yeah I thought Callum would have given him a bit of a better fight to be fair but. 
He's just um, he didn't have a great um build up to that fight though, Callum. I don't think he has had as much notice for that fight. I think he didn't think he had a big um camp for it. Yeah, I think he had six weeks or something. Yeah, fight, if it? that, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. styles make fights, yeah. and obviously everyone wanted to see AJ Fury happen. Yeah. If AJ gets the win against Usyk and Fury beats White, yeah. and we see a British unification, mm. obviously it's a bit bit different. Where do you see that going? Fury, Fury beats AJ yeah. all day. Oh, I think. He? Yeah, I think so. Um, and like listen, I was I know Fury, and I know I was on the squad of AJ, um, but I just think AJ's all wrong for Fury. Um, In what sense? Just the boxing brain of him. He's so big and so long. He's just messing him about, mm. kid him, hit him downstairs, hit him upstairs. I think he'd be able to hit him at will. It'd be another Klitschko Fury. That sort yeah. of. Andy just reminds me of a lot of Klitschko. Yeah. That he sort just, of upright style. He gets a bit lost in there, doesn't he? Like he's got to be told what to do. You know, mm. like when he was fighting Ruiz, like he had to be told what to do. Yeah. I, was, um, I thought he had bad cornering in yeah, his Usyk fight. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I think there's too many. I think he's got too many yeah, coaches. Three or four coaches yeah. there, yeah. Many actually. It's like, I should, there should be one coach. Like in our gym, there's four coaches, but the buck stops with Al. Al says what to do. Al does the talking unless he tells you to do something. You know, I think there should be one coach. When there's too many different people telling you different things, it's enough to confuse you. Mm -hmm. And it's hard enough fighting someone like Usyk anyway. When you've got like three or four different people telling you three or four different things. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think he's left Rob now, isn't he? And I think he's gone with Angel Fernandez, AJ, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's a brilliant coach. I reckon Angel Fernandez is good. Yeah. What, what did you think of Rob when you were coach when you were with him? Was he a good coach? I thought he was fantastic, was he f to yeah? be fair. Um, he's a brilliant pad man. And I thought he was a good coach. Um, obviously, at picking people to go to Olympic qualifiers, he's not so good. <laughs> but um, he's a, he, yeah, I've got to give credit where credit's due. I always said he was a really good coach. I'm guessing as well, he makes so many big decisions. Of course, he, yeah. it wasn't the best with you, but no. he probably makes, he's probably made, what, hundreds, thousands of these decisions yeah. where he's got to do these picks. Right, so. Yeah, you say that, but maybe in the long run, I think he might have made the right decision for me. Mm. just wasn't meant for me. That's good. But it it's looks like you're doing That's well the best now. way of looking at it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Best way, you yeah. can't look and regret it. Is that your you control? Know, I, I went for a time of thinking, like, miserable and a bit down and watching boys fighting that like obviously going to see Callum Smith go on to win world titles and Cal Yaffa and Charlie Edwards you know I was on the squad before then but it wasn't until I think like a good few years after my missus got me into the secret like um what you think about you bring it about and all the manifestation and all that sort of stuff well, okay visualization yeah. that's interesting and What's your view on all of that? I've, yeah, I've tr and you know, the funny thing is that people think I'm mad and I truly do believe in it because I was doing it on the squad without even realising I was doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's mad as you say, um, growing up, I always wanted to be a world champion like, as a pro. And I didn't know anything about brain scans and all that until I got to like 13, 14. Like, what do you have to do that? That's how you brain scan, check, get medical for a pro license. Um, and I said to him, but what about the second one on my brain scan? Like, if I can't turn pro, can you imagine that? that, that, that I, I couldn't think of anything like that. That'd be the worst thing in the world, not mm. being able to have my British licence or a boxing licence. And I always used to worry about it for years. And like, when I went for my brain scan, I said to him, do you think everything's going to be all right? She went, 
Are you mad? Of course everything's going to be right. You've been boxing for years and obviously it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And um, again, like growing up, I always wanted kids. And, but I always used to worry about having kids. And when it comes around to me and my missus like, trying for kids, it wasn't happening. So we went to the hospital. There's nothing wrong with me and nothing wrong with my missus. But we just couldn't naturally together. So we had to have IVF. So it's mental, like what you think about. You, you, I truly believe you do bring about like manifestation and all that. Mm-hmm. Like when I went to the Europeans, I said to Rob McCracken, "I'm gonna get the Spanish kid, the Swedish kid, and the French kid." He went, "Sharp." <laughs> so when he like when I got the draw, he's like, "How did you know that?" I said, "I don't know." Just did you say your mum's a judge? Yeah, she's a judge. Yeah, <laughs> she she so, knew all the. <laughs> yeah, so it's mental. So I think I do believe in all that. Like what you think about, you bring about and what's for you will never pass you so I truly believe I had to go through everything I've gone through in the past mm-hmm. to get to the point I am now and I'm, you know, I'm happy now got a beautiful family and I'm, I'm happy so it's good and you've got a great gym that you're a part of exactly you're back in the game yeah exactly and uh, I don't think how many people do you know so I'm going to be a professional coach and then just join one of the best gyms straight away I had to go have the experience that I've had to be able to join that gym so exactly for that could be the future, you know, what, who knows what's next? Coaching a world champion next for you, maybe? Yeah, well... From start to finish, what Looking at the talent in the gym, it's quite possible. Yeah, yeah so... So what, what is the future for Ian Weaver? What is it that you're um, looking to do? Well, obviously I've got a new baby on the way, so we're going to have, hope maybe, you know, a little boy. It might be a future world champion. Yeah. You I never mean, know. But, um... I don't know. Just, I'm happy doing what I'm doing at the minute, just going and helping out at the gym not control of any boxes, just helping them all out, um, going to the shows, um, and just enjoying boxing again. Instead of it being a dread, I enjoy it now. Mm. So it's good. Amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Ian. Not Thanks so much. Thank, thank you very on. much for coming down and thank you for your time. Not a problem. Uh, guys, thank you very much for, for listening. Ian Weaver, what's your, what's your social media handle? Your Instagram uh, page? At Ian Weaver. Just at Ian Weaver. Weaver. Go check go. out Ian Weaver. Too easy. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I forget that, um, yeah. check out his page and follow his journey, guys. Thank you again, for everyone, for listening and we look forward to seeing you on the next one.